Today then, we're going to begin on the section Bayanu Anwa'in Minash Shirk Al-Akbar A clarification, an explanation of some of the major forms of shirk or some of the types of major shirk we know that shirk it means to associate partners alongside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala polytheism and shirk is two types الشرك نوعان شرك أكبر وشرك أصغر that there are two types of shirk major shirk and minor shirk شرك أكبر and شرك أصغر major shirk and minor shirk وَالشِّرْكُ الْأَكْبَرِ يُنَافِ التَّوْحِيدِ وَيُخْرِجُ مِنَ الْمِلَّةِ Major shirk Major shirk is the type that nullifies tawheed and it takes you out of Islam Major shirk nullifies Tawheed and takes you out of Islam. وَلَهُ أَنْوَاعٌ كَثِيرًا سَبَقَ بَيَانُ بَعْضِهَا بِمَا يُمَارَسْ حَوْلَ الْأَضْرِحَا وَهُنَاكَ أَنْوَاعٌ أُخْرَى And major shirk has many different types. Some of them we've already spoken about. Some of the types of major shirk we've already touched upon. Like <coughs> when they go to the graves and the tombs, to the graves and the tombs, and they worship the dead, they call upon the dead, they slaughter for the dead. Various types of things like that we already briefly touched upon. But now there's a few other categories that we're going to mention about major shirk. One category from the examples of major shirk is a shirku fil khawf. The shirk in terms of, in relation to وَالْخَوْفُ كَمَا عَرَّفَهُ الْعُلَمَاءِ Fear, as the scholars have defined it, is تَوَقْعُ 
مكروه عن أمارة مظنونة أو معلومة Fear is the anticipation the anticipation of some bad occurring because of a suspected sign or some actual sign indicating that something bad is going to happen. So that anticipation of something bad happening, something you dislike happening from a visible sign or a suspected sign, a known sign or a suspected sign indicating some evil. So you anticipate some evil occurring and you therefore fear. And this is of three types. Firstly, ثلاثة أقسام القسم الأول خوف السر خوف السر This is the fear of something unknown fear in secrecy what do they call it there? Number one is mysterious power, they say. Huh? They have translated it as a fear of a mysterious power. Sir meaning something unknown, something hidden, which possibly you could call it a mysterious power, something unknown something hidden وَهُوَ أَنْ يَخَافَ مِنْ غَيْرِ اللَّهِ and the meaning of it is that a person fears other than Allah fears what other than Allah مِنْ وَثَنٍ أَوْ طَاغُوتٍ أَوْ مَيِّتٍ أَوْ غَائِبٍ مِنْ جِنٍ أَوْ إِنْسٍ أَنْ يُصِيبَهُ بِمَا يَكْرَهُ that it may be a fear of an idol. It may be a fear of some other taghut. Something else that has transgressed the boundaries. Some other statue, idol, person. Somebody, something that has transgressed the bounds. A taghut. Or it could be fear of someone deceased. A fear of somebody who's deceased. Or somebody who, or something who is in absence from you. Could be fear of the jinn. Could be fear of a person, but he's not there. He's absent from you. But you have fear of him. That some evil may occur to you as a consequence of any of these. Of an idol or some taghut or of a deceased person that may cause something to occur upon you. A jinn that may cause something to occur upon you. A person somewhere, someplace may do something to cause harm upon you. This is all fear of that unknown. Fear of that hidden aspect of things. 
of the mysterious, what did they say? Mysterious power. Kama qalallahu an qawmi hud. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned about the people of Hud alayhi salam, annahum qalu lah, that they said to him, inna qulu illa a'taraka ba'adu alihatina bisu' qala inni ushidu, ushidu Allah, washhadu, أَنِّي بَرِيءٌ مِّمَّا تُشْرِكُونَ مِن دُونِهِ فَكِيدُونِي جَمِيعًا ثُمَّ لَا تُنْذِرُونَ In this ayah, the people of Hud, they mentioned to him that we say to you, that some of our deities have overcome you with evil. How do they mention it there? The ayah. Mm-hmm. They said to him that some of our gods have possessed you with evil. Some of our gods have overcome you with evil. But then he said that I testify or that Allah testifies and you testify that I am innocent of what you commit shirk with. So they were claiming to him that their gods have overcome him with some power. Their gods have overcome him with some evil. They have possessed him with some evil. But he declared his innocence of what they worship besides Allah, the shirk that they do. وَقَدْ خَوَّفَ الْمُشْرِكُونَ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ مُحَمَّدًا صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمَ مِنْ أَوْثَانِهِمْ كَمَا قَالَ تَعَالَى وَيُخَوِّفُونَكَ بِالَّذِينَ مِنْ دُونِهِ And the mushrikun, they used to try and put fear into the Prophet ﷺ from their idols. They used to try and make the Prophet be fearful of their idols. It's mentioned in the Quran, that they tried to make you scared of those who are besides him, besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to try and cause you to be fearful and scared of their idols. وَهَذَا الْخَوْفُ مِنْ غَيْرِ اللَّهِ هُوَ الْوَاقِعُ الْيَوْمِ مِنْ عِبَّادِ الْقُبُورِ وَغَيْرِهَا مِنَ الْأَوْثَانِ This type of fear, this type of fear of the mysterious, unknown, unseen sometimes, fear of the dead, fear of the deceased in their graves. This is something common today. هذا الخوف من غير الله هو الواقع اليوم من عباد القبور وغيرها من الأوثان. Those who worship the graves or other than the graves, those people who worship them, they have this type of fear. They fear that type of fear from the dead in the graves. 
that those dead could do something to them. They could impact upon them. They could possess them with evil. They have a fear of them in that way. يَخَافُونَهَا وَيُخَوِّفُونَ بِهَا أَهْلَ التَّوْحِيدِ إِذَا أَنْكَرُوا عِبَادَتَهَا وَأَمَرُوا بِإِخْلَاصِ الْعِبَادَةِ لِلَّهِ they, those mushrikun, are fearful of those graves and the deceased. And they try and make the people of Tawheed to have fear of them. When the people of Tawheed rebuke them for their actions, reject their actions, refute them, and tell them to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely. وَهَذَا النَّوْعُ مِنَ الْخَوْفِ مِنْ أَهَمْ أنواع العبادة يجب إخلاصه لله وحده That type of fear is an act of worship You are not supposed to fear the dead in their graves like that That type of fear is supposed to be only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala You fear Allah that he may decree something upon you That Allah controls all of the affairs you do not have that type of fear from the dead or from the jinn or from other affairs, from other deities that they claim. That type of fear is only for Allah. You fear Allah. You do not fear the dead in the graves. So it is an action of shirk. If you fear the dead in their graves and other deities and idols and statues besides Allah or the jinn besides Allah in that way, قال تعالى فلا تخافوهم وخافون إن كنتم مؤمنين Allah said do not fear them but fear me if indeed you are believers in Ali Imran 175 similarly قال تعالى فلا تخشوهم وخشوني do not have that fear of them a fear that causes you to act upon it do not behave in fear from them, but fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and behave accordingly. How do you behave accordingly if you have fear of Allah? You stay away from the sins, fearing the punishment from Allah. وَهَذَا الْخَوْفِ مِنْ أَعْظَمِ مَقَامَاتِ الدِّينِ وَأَجَلِّهَا فَمَنْ صَرَفَهُ لِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ فَقَدْ أَشْرَكَ بِاللَّهِ أَشْشِرْكَ الْأَكْبَرِ وَالْعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ So this type of fear is one of the greatest aspects of this religion. One of the greatest affairs in this religion. One of the noblest parts or aspects of this religion. And you cannot do that for others besides Allah. That level of fear, that type of fear is for Allah alone. Whomsoever has that type of fear of the dead in their graves or of the jinn, etc., then he has committed major shirk alongside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That was the first type of what? Fear. Major shirk, we said, a shirk al-akbar has lots of different types. Anwa'a. One of them was al-khawf. This category of al-khawf 
we said it has three different types. One was this one, Khawf al-Sakh. The second one, Al-Qism al-Thani, Min Anwa'i al-Khawf, An yatruka al-Insanu ma yajibu alayhi khawfan min ba'di al-Nas. Fahadha muharram. That a person leaves, stops doing something that is obligatory upon him, stops doing it from fear of the people. Because of fear of the people, he stops doing an obligation that is upon him. That is haram. And it is considered wahua shirk akbar aw asghar. Is it major shirk or minor shirk? And yet, insan ma yajibu alayhi khawfan min ba'dhin nas. That a person leaves off doing something from fear of the people. Minor shirk. Wahua shirkun asghar. Wahada huwa al madhkur. في قوله تعالى الذين قال لهم الناس إن الناس قد جمعوا لكم فاخشوهم فزادهم إيمانا وقالوا حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل In this ayah in Al Imran when the people said to them or when they said to them that the people have gathered against you, meaning gathered an army against you, so fear them. It actually increased them in Iman. And they said, Allah is enough for us and the best of protectors. Allah is enough for us and the best of protectors. So here... They told them that the people have gathered an army against you. So fear them. Fear this army that is coming against you to destroy you. But all it did was increase them in Iman. They did not have fear of the people. They did not have fear of the people. They feared Allah. They put their trust in Allah. And they said that Allah will suffice us and he is the best of protectors. وَهَذَا أَيْضًا هُوَ الْخَوْفُ المذكور فِي الْحَدِيثِ أَلَّذِي رَوَاهُ بْنُ مَاجَهُ عَنَبِي سَعِيدٍ الْخُدْرِ رضي الله عنه عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه قال This is the same type of fear which is mentioned in the hadith narrated by Ibn Majah from Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiyallahu anhu that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that none of you should uh, degrade, despise they say despise? despise, what does despise mean though? Translate from Arabic to English, then English to Somali or something, I don't know. What does despise mean? Huh? Hate, undermine, that's better. Ewa. That's a better word. Undermine, everybody know undermine. Undermine, it means when you belittle. When you belittle somebody. When you look down on somebody. 
So the narration says, none of you should belittle, look down, undermine, and they say here, despise yourself. But then they ask the messenger, how can we despise or belittle ourselves? How can somebody do that to himself? To other people you might do it, but how can you do it to yourself? So then the Prophet ﷺ told them that a person sees an affair, يَرَى أَمْرًا لِلَّهِ عَلَيْهِ فِيهِ مَقَالٍ ثُمَّ لَا يَقُولُ فِيهِ فَيَقُولُ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَّهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ مَا مَنَعَكَ أَنْ تَقُولَ فِي كَذَا وَكَذَا فَيَقُولُ خَشْيَةَ النَّاسِ That a person sees something which has an issue in it and it needs to be highlighted and rebuked but he doesn't do it so then on the day of judgment Allah will say to him what stopped you from fixing that issue and telling that person and rectifying that issue why didn't you say anything he will say because of my fear of the people my fear of the people, I didn't speak up. That was the reason. That I was more deserving that you should have fear of. If you see an evil occurring, you don't say anything because you're scared of the people. You should be fearful of Allah and enjoy the good and forbid the evil. If it's within your capacity, of course. So that is the second type. If a person stops or abandons some obligation upon him due to fear of the people. The third, and that is minor shirk. Al-qism al-thalith min anwa' al-khawf al-khawf al-tabi'i natural fear. Natural fear. And that is the fear that you have from an enemy or a predatory animal. A predatory animal, a carnivore. You're scared of those types of animals. They might attack you and eat you. Or you're afraid of your enemies going to come and get you and beat you and kill you. That is a natural fear. You are naturally going to be scared of that. If you're walking in the jungle and you know there are lions in the jungle, then you're going to be scared. You're going to have some natural fear that there are lions in the jungle and they may attack you and kill you. Or you're walking in some other country, you're walking in Canada in the forest and they have bears that are eight foot high. Eight foot, twice as big as you. The bear will eat you. All of you, one meal. So you're scared. You have that natural fear. Natural fear. If you see one, eight, nine foot big, then you're going to have some fear. This is natural fear. And that isn't something dispraiseworthy. That's a natural thing. You see a huge bear or you see your enemy coming. You have a natural fear. So that is not dispraiseworthy. But as for the 
first type أَمَّا النَّوْعُ الْأَوَّلِ الَّذِي هُوَ خَوْفُ السِّرِّ فَهُوَ مِنْ أَعْظَمِ أَنْوَاعِ الْعِبَادَةِ فَيَجِبُ إِخْلَاصُهُ لِلَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ وَكَذَلِكَ النَّوْعِ الثَّانِي فَهُوَ مِنْ حُقُوقِ الْعِبَادَةِ وَمُكَمِّلَاتِهَا The first type that we mentioned the fear, خوف السر the fear of mysterious, what did they say again? Mysterious power. The fear of mysterious power, they say in the book, but it means like the fear of the unknown, the fear of something that is hidden and concealed from you, the fear of the dead in the grave, the fear from the jinn, that type of thing. That type of fear is not permissible. You should not be fearing the dead and the jinn, etc. That fear like that is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you fear the dead like that, you fear they're going to do something to you, you fear the jinn are going to attack you and do something to you, that type of, that level of fear to others besides Allah, it is not permissible. Only Allah controls the affairs. That would be major shirk if you have fear of the dead in their graves like that. The second type which was abandoning something from fear of the people, that is considered as Minor shirk and the third type of fear, the natural fear, is shirk. It's not shirk. So that is not dispraiseworthy. That's a natural thing which is going to happen. وَمَعَنَا قَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى إِنَّمَا ذَلِكُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ يُخَوِّفُ أَوْلِيَاءَهِ In Ali Imran 175, that indeed that is the shaytan who causes fear in his compatriots how do they say it the ayah shaitan frightens you of his supporters shaitan frightens you of his supporters those who are with him he causes you to fear them أي يخوفكم بأوليائه that he causes you to fear with his army, with his supporters, those who are upon the path that he has guided them upon. So Allah says, فلا تخافوهم وخافوني نهي من الله للمؤمنين أن يخافوا غيره وأمر لهم أن يقصروا خوفهم عليه this is a prohibition from Allah to the believers that they should fear other than Him. And it is a command that they should restrict their fear to Allah alone. فَإِذَا أَخْلَصُوا الْخَوْفَ وَجَمِيعَ أَنْوَاءِ الْعِبَادَةِ أَعَطَاهُمْ مَا يُرِيدُونَ وَأَمَّنَهُمْ مِمَّا يَخَافُونَ And so if a person makes his worship purely, sincerely to Allah alone, every type of worship, then أَعْطَاهُمْ مَا يُرِيدُونَ Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give them what they want وَأَمَّنَهُمْ مِمَّا يَخَافُونَ And Allah will give them safety and security Protection from that which they fear In, uh, in the Quran it mentions أَلَيْسَ اللَّهُ بِكَافٍ عَبْدَهُ وَيُخَوِّفُونَكَ بِالَّذِينَ مِنْ دُونَهِ that is Allah not enough, not sufficient for his servant, and they attempt to cause you to fear other than him. They attempt 
to cause you to fear other than him but is Allah not enough for his servant and of course of course Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is enough and suffices his servant we're going to do the adhan we'll stop for the prayer then we'll carry on after the prayer inshallah so carrying on then from where we left off there were the three types of fear and after mentioning those three types of fear al-Sheikh al-Fawzan hafizahullah ta'ala mentions a statement of Ibn al-Qayyim قال الإمام ابن القيم ومن كيد عدو الله أن يخوف المؤمنين من جنده وأوليائه that from the plots of the enemy of Allah the shaytan is to cause fear in the believers from his supporters to cause the believers to become fearful of the compatriots of shaitan, the supporters of him. لِأَلَّا يُجَاهِدُوهُمْ وَلَا يَأْمُرُوهُمْ بِمَعْرُوفِ وَلَا يَنْهَوْهُمْ عَمْمُنْكَرِ So that the believers become fearful and do not strive against them and do not enjoin the good upon them, and do not forbid the evil upon them. They don't do any of that because they have become fearful. That is what the shaitan wants, to cause the believers to become fearful of the supporters of shaitan, so that you do not strive against them, you do not uh, do the jihad against them, you do not uh, enjoin the good and forbid the evil against them. وأخبر تعالى أن هذا من كيد الشيطان وتخويفه ونهانا أن نخافهم And Allah told us in the Quran that this is from the plots of shaitan and from his attempts to cause fear in us. <coughs> and Allah prohibited us from fearing them. فَكُلَّمَا قَوِيَ إِيمَانُ الْعَبْدِ زَالَ مِنْهُ خَوْفُ أَوْلِيَاءِ الشَّيْطَانِ So the more, every time the more the iman of a servant strengthens, the more your iman strengthens, then the more that fear of shaitan and his followers disappears from you the more your iman strengthens then the more that fear of shaitan and his followers exits from you and the more your iman is weaker weakened the weaker it is then the greater your fear becomes of Shaitan or, or, or the army of Shaitan, the followers of Shaitan. And there's a lengthy section, Ibn al Qayyim, it carries on. There's a lengthy statement that the Shaykh has quoted, giving examples of how the believers, they are the ones who establish the mosques, they are the ones who are the awliya of Allah. 
but the purpose here is that key element in the beginning of it the highlight that it is from the plots of shaitan to cause the believers to be fearful of his supporters to be fearful of the followers of shaitan so that the believers do not enjoy the good and forbid the evil upon them then it's also mentioned Qala Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah wa katabat Aisha ila Mu'awiyah wa ruwiya annaha rafa'atuhu man arda Allah bi sakhatin nas kafahu mu'natun nas wa mu'natun nas wa man arda nas bi sakhatillah لم يغنوا عنه من الله شيئا فرهم soever pleases Allah at the expense of the displeasure of the people meaning the people may be displeased with you but you are doing what pleases Allah then Allah will suffice you from the people if you do your obedience to Allah you do what pleases Allah even if it is at the expense of the displeasure of the people then Allah will suffice you from the people but whomsoever pleases the people at the expense of the displeasure of Allah then the people will not suffice you anything the people will not save you, they will not aid you, they will not suffice you in any way. So, this is mentioned, Shaykh al-Islam, he says that Aisha radiallahu anha, she is the one who mentioned this statement and that she says it was from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that whomsoever pleases Allah at the displeasure of the people, then it's not an issue. Allah will be in your uh, aid and will suffice you. But whomsoever pleases the people at the displeasure of Allah, the people will not do anything for you. So this wording, this wording is the wording that is attributed to the <coughs> to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and there is another wording which he mentions very similar wording which is mawquf meaning it is the statement of aisha radiyallahu anha herself and they are both very similar in their wordings but this wording that we just quoted is the wording that is from the statement of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam as it is narrated in that form so it then says ومن هذا الحديث يتبين ان الانسان اذا كان يطلب بعمله ارضاء الله بما يسخط الناس حصل على مصلحتين عظيمتين رضا الله تعالى ورضا الناس ذرهم seeks by his actions to please Allah 
even if it be at the expense of the displeasure of the people, he will actually end up with two benefits. The one who aims to please Allah, even if it displeases the people, will end up with two benefits. One is that obviously he has pleased Allah, and the second is that in the end, Allah will cause the people to be pleased with him. وَمَنْ كَانَ بِالْعَكْسِ يَطْلُبُ بِعَمَلِهِ إِرْضَاءَ النَّاسِ But whoever is the opposite and he seeks with his actions, by his actions to please the people at the expense of the displeasure of Allah حصل على أو حصل له مضرتان then he will end up with two harms. He will end up with two harms. Sakhatullah wa sakhatun nas. He will end up with the displeasure of Allah and in the end, the displeasure of the people too. He will end up with the displeasure of Allah and the displeasure of the people. فَدَلَّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ إِرْضَاءَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَىٰ يَجْمَعُ الْخَيْرِ كُلَّهِ This therefore indicates that pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that compiles, collects all of the goodness for you. It brings together all of the goodness for you. وَأَنَّ إِرْضَاءَ النَّاسِ And as for pleasing the people, but it ends up displeasing Allah, then that يَجْمَعُ الشَّرَّ كُلَّهِ That will put together, bring together all of the evil upon you. هَذَا وَيَجِبُ أَن نَعْلَمْ أَنَّ الْخَوْفَ مِنَ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهِ يَجِبُ أَن يَكُونَ مَقْرُونًا بِالرَّجَاءِ وَالْمَحَبَّةِ بِحَيْثِ لا يكون خوفا باعثا على القنوط من رحمة الله. So one important point to note about fearing Allah is that it has to be connected with the hope and the love. Remember we say أهل السنة والجماعة all of our actions are upon love. Fear and hope, there's a balance between them. Ibn al-Qayyim, he said that is like a bird. The love, loving Allah is the head of the bird. The khawf is one of the wings of the bird. The fear is the other wing of the bird. If you do not love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is not in your worship, then the head of the bird is gone, it's dead, it cannot fly. If you do not have any fear, only love. Uh, only uh, hope, only the hope, no fear, like the murji'ah, then one wing is gone and it cannot fly. Or you only have the khawf, the fear, and no hope, then that is like the khawarij, and the other wing is gone, it cannot fly. So Ahlul Sunnah always balance between those affairs. In fearing Allah, you balance it with hope in Allah also such that you don't go to fear to such a level like the khawarij where you begin to lose hope in Allah and say the murtakib al-kabira is in the hellfire forever he will never be forgiven, that's it, he's finished then you don't go to that type of extreme you remember 
that Allah is also the merciful and that he forgives you balance between those affairs and the scholars do say at the time of death then you should have more fear or hope which one hope to have more hope at the time of death hope now it's your final moments you're going to die hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you for your shortcomings and your sins and the wrongs that you've done <coughs> it mentions in the Quran that nobody loses hope in the mercy of Allah except the disbelievers so the believer is always balanced in that similarly that who loses hope in the mercy of his Lord except the misguided so that is always balanced you don't go to the extreme of fear thinking that's it I'm finished there's no forgiveness now you don't go to that level but you don't go to the other level of thinking it's okay I'll definitely be forgiven I'm safe it's not a problem you always balance qala ismail ibn rafi' min al-aman min makrillah iqamatu al-abdi 'ala al-dhanb yatamanna 'ala Allah al-maghfira that from the 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 types of exaggeration on the side of hope like we said that a person thinks he's safe from the plan of Allah is that he carries on sinning and just thinks and wishes and hopes that it's okay inshallah Allah will forgive me he carries on on his sin carries on carries on carries on and he just says inshallah there's hope Allah will forgive so you don't have that type of exaggeration on that side and neither do you have the exaggeration of losing hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فَالْخَوْفُ وَالرَّجَاءِ إِذَا اجْتَمَعَا دَفَعَ الْعَبْدِ إِلَى الْعَمَلِ وَفِعْلَ الْأَسْبَابِ النَّافِعَةِ So when you have الخوف والرجاء both of them إذا اجتمعا when they both come together then دَفَعَا they will both uh, push that person towards push that servant towards doing the actions and taking the necessary means the beneficial means and actions to goodness because if you have that hope in Allah then you do the righteous actions hoping for the reward from Allah and with the fear on the other side you abandon sin because you have fear of Allah with your hope for the reward from Allah you do your good deeds and with your fear of the punishment of Allah you abandon the sins but if a person loses hope in the mercy of Allah, then he won't bother doing his righteous deeds anymore. He's lost hope. What's the point? But if he goes to the extreme of fear, or loses, rather if he loses the fear side, he thinks he's safe, then in that case he'll carry on doing more 
sins. Hence the believer, the believer is always balanced between that fear and that hope. <coughs> That's what we're going to have to round it off on today then. We'll start on that section there next time inshallah next week at 7 p.m. Same time inshallah ta'ala. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين